0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers signed strikers Kemar Roof and Cedric Eaton on four year deals The Scottish FA complete the purchase of Hamden from Queen's Park And Motherwell lose in Dingwall in the final round one fixture of the Premiership I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Gordon DL and Roger Hanna And it's exam results day to day Gordon After the first weekend of the Premiership there's an A for Celtic Rangers, St Mirren, Hibs and Ross County A B for Dundee United and St Johnson And a must do better for the rest of the top flight As the schools get ready to go back There's some new kids in the block today as well As you see, Kemar Roof in at Rangers Cedric Eaton in at Rangers And Neil Lennon looking to add two or three more To Celtic's class of 2021 Get ready for two hours of education Yeah, Rangers have just confirmed Cedric Eaton signing within the last 45 seconds or so Add that to the one from earlier on Kemar Roof, both on four-year deals That, Gordon DL, added into a bit of reflection after the weekend uh, A bit of preview, perhaps, for Rangers uh, going to Germany as well It's all happening I'm liking the business Rangers are doing, Gordon uh, I thought that, you know, the transfer of Roof would give them Added um, firepower I, f- I think he's a very very good player Good age, 27 Good experience about him Lively in the box uh, Watched a few of his goals this afternoon Very good in the air for 5 foot 10 I've got to say uh, Comes alive when it comes round about the box I think he'll be a big player I think Rangers fans are excited The fact that they've went out Not just signed what I see is one quality striker But two So is this the end of Morelos? I think it is I mean Roger It's very early days But we're looking at something In the ballpark of £9 million For both of these players So serious signings Yeah uh, This could be Rangers' biggest single day of spending In a generation £9 million out Roof and E10 in um, You would expect Alfredo Morelos To head for Lille any day now um, Be interesting to see if he plays against Leverkusen In the Bay Arena in Europa League On Thursday evening Or whether a deal can be done before then But Stephen Gerrard has now played his cards um, He is desperate to stop 10 in a row To turn it into 1 in a row for Rangers And he's going to hang his hat In terms of goals On Kemar Roof and Cedric Eaton OK 0141 That's the number you need Don't hang about Let's hear from you And if you would rather tweet You can do that At Clyde SSB We had Monday Night Football Motherwell losing In Dingwall So Motherwell fans Don't forget to get in touch And let us know What you made of it What disappointed you the most Uh, I think there's only one place to start Though clearly Rangers signing two strikers For a lot of money this afternoon So Rangers fans What do you make of it? What do you make of the players? What have you heard about them? How does this leave you going forward? What does it mean for Alfredo Morelos? All the rest of it 0141-951-1025 Here's one for you on Twitter tonight as well This is your Twitter challenge Between now and 8 o'clock Did you see this last night, Gordon? David De Gea Tweeting a picture of Stuart Kettlewell He looks very like him To say that that they look alike I've just got these images of, of David sitting down on the couch Cup of tea Turn up caramel wafer twin. Switching on uh, Ross County against Motherwell So here's your challenge Which other two footballers Are dead ringers for each other? I wonder who I was a dead ringer for We're looking for football lookalikes Philip Schofield with that here <laughs> But see that doesn't count Because it has to Foo- be two footballers, footballers. Ah. I'm asking for a real Real level of uh, Intellect with the comparisons here You need to know your football Who's got yeah. a big nose? There must be other footballers e- With big noses Ian Rush with Dark hair? Me? Maybe 
I don't know Leave that to Twitter Because they can do it So much better than you After David De Gea Tweeted a picture Of his lookalike Ross County manager Stuart Kettlewell To his 12 million followers No less Roger uh, We're asking you For your other Footballer lookalikes Which other two footballers Are dead ringers For each other That's just All a wee All of those two lads At uh, Rangers Frank and Ronald <laughs> Behave yourself <laughs> uh, We'll just leave that On Twitter We'll just leave that Bubbling away Between now and 8 o'clock Because there is plenty To get our teeth into With regards football 01419511025 Rangers fans Celtic fans Anyone else What do you make Of the business Being done At Ibrooks today Rangers have signed Strikers Kimar Roof From Anderlecht and Cedric Eaton from St Gallen Both on four year deals uh, The Kamar Roof deal rumoured to be around £5 million The Eaton deal round about £4 million And clearly Rangers mean business Gordon We can never tell at this point Whether these guys are going to be good signings But mm. they both come with pretty good impressive pedigrees. CVs mm-hmm. Big price tags What do you make of it? Yeah it's a big statement from Rangers uh, I'd like to apologise I was four days late I said that they would have a striker in by Thursday They'll get two in by Tuesday uh, Roof I do know Obviously we've watched him In the championship with Leeds uh, I liked him as a striker uh, Went to Anderlecht Scored a few goals there as well Had a I think a little niggle injury Roger if I'm right in saying that But he's, he's come with a big price tag And I think Rangers are hoping That he will deliver uh, Eton I've got to say Gordon I'm in the dark with that one But like like all teams Especially the amount of games That Rangers and Celtic Have got coming up I've always said You've got to carry three quality strikers. Celtic are the same, and Rangers have now. You're looking at if Morelos goes, you've got these two guys, and when Defoe's back, it's not a bad forward line at all. And you do wonder if it's going to be a change of system because throughout Stephen Gerrard's time, it's been variations of four-three-three. You know, it's not quite two wingers. The two guys tuck in a little bit. You've seen in the preseason games, and also Petodri and Saturday, Joe Aribo a wee bit more advanced than Jack and Kamara. Are these two guys going to be up top in their own? Is it a four four two? Is it a three five two? What I, I think because of the quality, Roger, and it's the same at Celtic Park. You, you looked at Celtic going the three five two. Griffiths Edward up front. I thought that worked brilliantly for them. It gives Stephen Gerrard the option, you know, because he's got quality now, and the three strikers, i.e., if Morelis does go, and we don't know yet, but it looks likely. But they're three strikers of good quality that you could say. I've got an option in different games to change the system and it'll be interesting to see what he does with them. Well, let's find out what you think. 01419511025. Jim is first up, a Rangers fan from Airdrie. Your club have been very busy today. Jim, what do you make of it? I, uh, just regarding the Kamar Roof, uh, I go down to Leeds about four or five times a year and I know how very good, how much a good player Kamar Roof is down there. And I think he's going to be top quality up here. What does the panel think? Tell us a bit more about him, Jim, because I'm I'm keen to hear from guys like yourself who've seen him a lot. What what type of player is he? I take it he's one that you sound pretty excited about the fact he's coming to Rangers. Uh, well, Leeds were, Leeds were playing him through the middle. Uh, he can come in from the flanks. He's got a lot of ability. He's got uh, pace. Uh, he's good at holding the ball. He can take defenders on at pace. He's a really he's a, a a top quality attacking player. Uh, as I say, we, we need been a big Leeds fan. It was a, a big loss for the, the, the people down there. It was it was hard for Leeds to let him go. He's moved to a better, well, he moved to Anderlecht. And I think uh, Jerry's been looking at him for, a, for a, maybe about a year or something now. But he is a top quality player. Really top quality. 
and I can't. All my mates from down south, they've been texting me, uh, seeing that obviously Rangers have bought a, another good quality player, as I say, but I can't. Kamar Roof is a top quality player. When he, si- when he signed with uh, sorry Jim, when he signed with Leeds, he was like a, an attacking midfield player, Gordon, and then uh-huh. they decided to move him up into the forward line. He can play along the, the the forward line, which suits. I think that nowadays, if you're paying big money for players, they've got to be able to adapt to different positions, uh, which helps the team because you do play different formations. Uh, I watched him a few times with Leeds, and he's not he's not what you call a a poacher. You know, um, he'll create things for himself. He's very confident, as I said at the top, top of the show. For five foot ten, a few of the crosses come in, and he scored a few with his head. Um, I think he's an exciting player for Rangers. I, I said earlier, I like the transfer business at Rangers of. Uh, done this afternoon yeah for people who don't know the background Roger the real breakthrough for Kemar Roof came at Oxford that earned him the move to Leeds it was 32 goals and 120 odd appearances but that that sounds um, worse than it was if that makes sense seasons 2 and 3 is where he really sort of found his feet and found the net a bit more regularly um, then a £7 million move I think it was to Anderlecht Just really disrupted with injuries Six goals in 13 last season So it's, that's a good return But not, not playing anywhere near the amount of games that, that he would have wanted Yeah, and when he first went to Leeds I think Paul Heckingbottom Later went on to Hibs was one of his managers um, As Daz said, he'd been a guy who'd played in a sort of deeper role Or a wider role at times He then became the centre forward Marcello Bielsa came in And kept him as the focal point of a 4-3-3 Bielsa likes guys who... Work, work their socks off You know The, the defence starts With the centre forward Roof Very you know Mobile Gets about As Dad says You know Only 5 foot 10 Good in the air Holds the ball up well And Bielsa loved them um, They missed out In the playoffs To go up And I think it was a surprise Jim will probably tell you It was a surprise When Roof went Stephen Gerrard Had been looking at him Had Morelos gone Early in the last Summer window Came out Roof was the guy Rangers wanted then Morelos didn't go Roof moved on to Anderlecht Vincent Company took him out there Having been impressed with him In his last season at Man City Hadn't missed last season Because of the injuries And he's now mm. back And will now be looking To make up for lost time Jim hang on the line Let's bring in someone else Who knows all about What Kemar Roof is capable of Beren Cross uh, joins us on the line He's a writer for Leeds Live So seen the player uh, Numerous times Thanks very much Beren For joining us How would you describe Kemar Roof to any of the Rangers fans Who are wondering What they're going to get He's a, good evening, yeah. He's a very, very punchy um, striker. He's very quick. He's very mobile, very aggressive. Um, as I just mentioned, he presses very, very well from the front. Um, I think, you know, he is a diminutive striker, but he's very strong, very bullish. Um, certainly has had his injury problems, as you guys have, have reflect, reflected upon already. Um, but as you say, at his, at his best, um, I would say in the, the first half of Bielsa's first season he scored 14 goals in 22 games and I know across a three year period the goals per games record doesn't look particularly exciting but that 14 in 22 is very very good and he won uh, player of the month in that first month under Bielsa in August 2018 uh, and he was brilliant and I think over the course of that season you know he was battling with Patrick Bamford for that single striker role on Bielsa's side and I think on balance Roof was was far better suited for the, for the side and Certainly was a, was a good finisher in and around the box. I don't know, Beren, if you've had the chance to see much of Alfredo Morelos, but his style has been always described up here as being someone who, you know, doesn't give defenders a moment's peace and can back in and can use his physicality despite not being overly tall. Does it does it seem to you that there's there are similar similarities there? 
certainly sounds it. Yeah, I can't say I've seen a lot of Morelos. I'm, I'm well aware that he scored a lot of goals north of the border, but I couldn't sit here and say I've watched him very closely. But no, if they're the adjectives you would use, Roof, Roof certainly fits that mould. And is it safe to say you know, there was a level of, of disappointment at Leeds when he left? Just a, a quick glance at social media certainly tells you that he is still held in high regard there. I would say so, yeah. I think it did come as a bit of a shock when he moved on. Um, as you've said, you know, we, we had a very, very successful first year in the Bielsa. Uh, he took a virtually a mid-table side to third, and of course they unfortunately lost out in the playoffs. But many of us expected he would stick around. You know, We were told um, throughout the summer that they were going to get down to contract talks and keep him on. Um, and then in the end, I think um, he wanted some kind of wage parity with, with Patrick Bamford, uh, and then when Anderlecht came in with the money they were offering, they were offering Kamar a lot more money. And I think in the end, it just made sense for all parties for him to move on. And um, I think he was missed, uh, especially at times in, in this most recent season where, despite the fact Leeds have obviously gone on to romp the championship, there were periods where they were struggling for goals, especially in attack. You know, Bamford had his struggles. And I think it was quite natural for fans to look back at what they had last season with the roof. And I think there was some disappointment. Um, and I think you know they, they wish him they wish him all the best moving forward. And I think this could be a, a great move for him if he can just stay injury free. That seems to be the big issue. Yeah, Leeds obviously a massive club. It remains to be seen if anything can really prepare you for Glasgow, or where you know every every draw is, is, is scrutinised for days and days, and, and defeats are even worse. What do you think, sort of temperament wise? How do you think you'll cope with the, the goldfish bowl up here and the challenge? It's a very very good question, and like you say, it's it's an entirely unique situation, isn't it? I mean, Leeds. Were, were certainly the, the biggest, if not one of the biggest clubs in the championship and that brought with it a certain kind of pressure. But as you've said, north of the border, it's very much Rangers Celtic, isn't it, in that goldfish bowl and it's it's all about winning. And when I saw the news today, it did make me think a little bit of the way the pressure would be in Anderlecht and that they are a huge club in Belgium and they are expected to win everything they, they compete in and that will be the same with Rangers, I'm sure. So it remains to be seen. He's very, very level-headed. Um, he does speak very well and um, he speaks quite thoughtfully when we spoke to him in, in interviews and in press conferences. Um, but, you know, it, it's the great unknown, isn't it? I mean, he, he's only so far played in the championship in, in England and, of course, in the top division in Belgium for a very, very short period. Yep, Beren Cross from Leeds Live. Thank you so much for giving us that inside track on your Rangers signing Kemar Roof, Jim. In Airdrie's still on the line. Jim's a Rangers fan, but as a, as a Leeds fan as well Jim not only Kemar Roof but just before we came on air Cedric Eaton has secured a four year deal uh, from St Gallen as well I take it Jim you, you expect Alfredo Morelos to be on his way then? I think so I really think so it's, I, I think Chris Boyd had touched on something at the weekend there as well it was uh, Chris Boyd and uh, I think it was, it was Alan McCoy the question came up and I think Chris Boyd had touched on something as well. And I think if Morelis does go, I think Rangers is going to have a different. If he brings, if if Jared to bring in two, they would obviously need two top quality strikers. And if I think Morelis will go, I think, as Boyd said, it's going to give Rangers a different option. Well, I think now they've got. I think they've got some of that, and I think so. I think Ruth. We'll give it. Morelis is good, but we can't. Rangers, as I say, this is a big deal for us. We've got to stop the 10 in a row. And I think we've got to... It's it's going to be different. It's going to be a bigger challenge. And it's the players are now going to have to stand up. And we can't have lights and Morelis sitting in the stand, out injured or getting suspended. We can't have players like that. It's, 
this is a big year for Rangers. Yeah, certainly, I, I totally agree with you, Jim. It is a big year, um, you know, and you can't fault the board for the backing of the manager. It's been absolutely fantastic. I think the my big question always every season before you know into the first week or just before the kick off was. I was always doubtful of the not not the forward line because Morelos could score goals when he was there. I was doubtful of the, the the back line. I think they've strengthened there as well. I think they've got a real good squad, Gordon. The two additions today, yes, I'm going to hold my hand up. Ethan, I don't know much about. Roof, I think, will be a real good player for Rangers. I think that's a terrific signing. Morelos, you know, you've got to lose thirty goals if he does go. Or 29, whatever it may be Yes, argument He's not scored since the turn of the year um, But I just think that Rangers have really went out And strengthened their squad And I think this year Because I know that Celtic will certainly do the same Because we're still a bit to go in the transfer uh, Before the window shuts And I'm sure Neil Lennon will strengthen his squad I just think we're in for a fantastic year And I don't think Rangers are done Not with more than two months As you say, Dan's at the transfer window to go We'll still chat about Bongani, Zungu, Amion in France A holding midfield player And if £18 million pounds or so Comes in for Morelos From Neil, Lille or from anywhere else And only nine or so has been spent so far I think you could see at least one more coming into Ibrox before that window closes. And I think I think a few will be leaving, Roger. I think you, Stephen Gerrard will be having words with one or two of what you call the fringe players, and I think it would be better for them to move on and free up some money as well. Jim and Airdrie, thank you very much for getting in touch. 01419511025. Rangers fans, what do you make of the signings today? Two big signings for Rangers, Kamar Roof and Cedric Eaton. What about you, Celtic fans? Does that Signal Rangers intent at all Or do you still feel You'll have more than enough When the prizes are handed out At the end of the season 01419511025 And we could be speaking to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Keep the calls coming 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, I must admit, I'm, I'm enjoying the replies to the challenge that we set on Twitter at the start of the show. This is on the back of David De Gea tweeting last night about Stuart Kettlewell and how they they look alike. I was wondering what other footballers look like each other. Which other footballers would you get mixed up? Uh, pretty decent response uh, on there. Neil Cameron's gone Damien Duff and Daryl Horgan of Hibs. Yeah, we're getting there. It's, it's, a, it's a positive start. DJ Darby's gone for. X-Man City players Kolarov and Dzeko Okay Can see where he's coming from uh, Ian Rush and John Aldridge Says Kenny Vine yeah. And then there's some sort of competition To just find someone who looks like Gordon DL Oh uh, handsome fella out there Underrated Robson says Daz and Luke Chadwick And he sent me Catch the picture yourself on You having that Roger? Mm. Has he been married three times? Very hard To Glamour <laughs> Queens And another one from the Celtic Ray podcast Says Daz and Johnny Hayes <laughs> and he sent me the picture No? You're not having any of that? No, no, I'm not having that right, Okay, keep oh. your footballer lookalikes uh, coming in We are on Twitter talking uh, other uh, football issues as well By the way, what have we got here? Um, yeah, JT is on What an exciting day this has been I wonder what time we'll announce the next one And that probably sums up how Rangers fans are feeling, Roger what you know, the old cliche Glasgow buses sort of thing, you know, wait, well, waiting for one striker and two come along. Listen, Jim's been on already. I'm sure we'll have more Rangers callers on the show tonight. It's been a very, 
very good week for Rangers. If you had said last Friday night on the show or Saturday morning on the show, Rangers would go the opening day of the season, win at Petaudry, have a clean sheet with Leon Balligan looking a very good signing at the back, and then barely 72 hours later spend £9 million on two strikers. I think most Rangers fans that listen to the show would have uh, had your hand off for that, Gordon. But there are two sides to every rivalry What about you Celtic fans? Does this change your confidence levels at all? Or is it just a case of That's fine, we've got more than enough To handle the challenge What do you think? 01419511025 Bob is in Fife What do you think Bob? Um, I'm not sure what to think guys I think I'm still stunned I don't think Rangers have spent 9 million Since Dick Advocat left in one day You know, so it's uh, it's quite a statement um, I must admit, I don't know a lot about the two two strikers, but I'm assuming that uh, the amount of money we paid, they're uh, they're quality players. But you know what? At the end of the day, this uh, leaves no excuses at all for the team or the management. I think it's it's game on. It's up to them. But Steve Gerrard cannot say that he's not been supported. The players have a a big squad now. He's strengthened the defence, the midfield, and the strikers. And uh, there's competition in most places. And now, really, it's up to them to deliver. And I think at the end of this season, if it's played to a conclusion, then I think the best team will win the league. It's an interesting point you make there, Bob, about the board, because it's not just the £9 million that's been spent today. You know, the board made Jermaine Defoe's loan deal permanent. I don't think he'll be coming up for £2.50 a week in a bag of sweets. Yanis Hadji, loan deal made permanent for something in the region of £3 million in decent wages. Um, John McLaughlin's come in Leon Balligan has come in Again a Nigerian international at 32 And the boys, you know, you heard The Leeds correspondent there on the phone At the top of the show talking about Kemar Roof Getting a pay rise to go from Leeds to Anderlecht I can't imagine he's quit Anderlecht After a season again to come for an enormous Wage cut, so there's money In fees, there's money in wages The Rangers board have backed Stephen Gerrard to the health now And it's now down to the team To Repay the board mm. if you like Kemar Roof is a more familiar name Gordon Because many people will have seen him at Leeds yeah. And be aware of him Cedric Eaton though 23 year old Swiss striker from St Gallen uh, 20 goals in 34 appearances in all competitions this season So that's a, a pretty good return uh, Helped St Gallen to second place Finishing above the likes of Basel uh, Scored three times for Switzerland uh, This season as well I think he's just got two caps Three goals for his, his national side as well So again at the moment You're only going on CVs Until such times as, as we see them perform In a Rangers strip And see what they do in our league But certainly the, the the recent record If you like is good Yeah he comes with a good track record Gordon uh, You read out the stats there That's very very good indeed I'm the same as you I don't know a lot about him The the interesting question I didn't say it I didn't know a lot about him You don't I, I know you, just, about him. you just read out What's ever on Twitter um, But the thing I, I looked at right away was if you look at Rangers throughout the years, Defoe, Morelos, Roof coming in, five foot tens, five foot nines, everyone was talking about a Dykes to give them a different option, a bit of height up there, maybe change the way they play sometimes. This guy seems to be what, over six foot. So I think that Rangers have really done their homework now and they've decided, yeah, we need different strikers, different ways of playing to change our our, 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 you know, our tactics to change our formations, and I think they've got that. And by all accounts, these are two quality strikers that are coming in. And you've got to look at a squad and think: when you make signings, does this make your squad better? Well, I'll tell you, I think this certainly does for Rangers. 
Bob, any way that this does not spell the end for Alfredo Morelos? That seems to be the conclusion everyone's jumping to, not only because Rangers have added two strikers, but because they've paid big fees for them as well. Does does this mean in your mind that Morelos's deal is is some way down the line? I, I, I would imagine so. I, I mean, I, I know people question how Rangers have funded themselves over the years, but but they've always managed every season the back to. Uh, the managers the best they can I'm finding it difficult to imagine they can back the team to the extent that they have over the last 12 months without um, get recruiting some money and I think obviously Morelos could be the, the one to go, I'm happy to keep him if his attitude's right, I'm not convinced it is um, but I think there'll also be a couple of other players uh, that could go as well. Um, I mean, I know Kamara has been a regular starter. I don't think I'd be surprised if they sold him on as well. So I think the money will come from more than Morelis at the end of the day. I think two or three players will be moved on to, to pay for this. So, yeah, I'd be surprised if he stayed. Pleasantly surprised, but I, I would be surprised. I agree, I agree with you with Morelos. I think he'll probably go, but... I certainly disagree with you with Kamara. I think that uh, Steven Gerrard, he's a big part of the plans for next season. I think he's a big player for Rangers. I think for the money they paid for him, 50 grand, he's been a terrific bit of business. So you don't want to, you know, if you're adding what you think and paying out good money, what you think's quality to your squad, you don't want to start losing your best players. I think players will go. I might be wrong here. I look at guys like maybe Jordan Jones. I look at Greg Stewart's people like that just in the fringes. Because they are, they have got a big squad, and as Roger said, there he's probably knows better than the rest of us that, you know, they don't think the transfer are finished yet, so they might bring in another midfield player. So to get one or two out just to loosen up some wages, plus Morelis would certainly help, uh, help Rangers. What sort of time frame are we looking at here, Roger? Just remind the listeners of of when the transfer window opens in France and and how things might play out. Uh, well, the transfer window in France opens, I think, the Octo- oh, sorry, August the 15th. First game is the following weekend, August the 22nd. But Manelos will go at any time. He just can't be registered in France until uh, the 15th. So a deal could be done in the coming days. I assume a deal will be done in the coming days. I, I don't think it's realistic to think Rangers have spent £9 million today not knowing when there's money coming in. I think this deal must be close with Lille. Um, I'll be fascinated to see if Morelos is involved against Leverkusen on Thursday evening Roof and Eten haven't mm. travelled with the squad they're ineligible the first Rangers fans could see them might be Sunday against St Mirren at Ibrox on the television um, and it'll be interesting to see if those Rangers supporters see Morelos in the Rangers shirt again Yeah, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that we're, we're probably getting a little bit ahead of ourselves but if the assumption is that Alfredo Morelos is, is going to have to be sold to, to, to sort of balance the books or, or, or free up space in the squad whatever it may be does that not figure that, that he won't play some, uh, won't play on Thursday. Yeah. Why, you know, why would you risk him? If, you know, risk an injury or whatever it may be. Yeah, I, listen, I, I, I think you're quite right. It was speculation prior to the Aberdeen game whether he'd even play Petardio mm. the weekend. Stephen Gerrard spoke in the eve of the game when he addressed the media on Friday. He said he would play. Um, he would just need to get his head right. He did get his head right. He, he created a goal for Ryan Kent that won the game at the weekend. Um, I'm not so sure if a deal is as close as we I think we all think it is. That it'll be seen in the Bay Arena on Thursday. Maybe an opportunity for. Greg Stewart, maybe an opportunity for Brandon Barker, maybe an opportunity to see Joe Aribo further up the field. I would be surprised if we saw Morelos play. Okay, thank you to Bob in five four one four one nine five one one zero two five. Grant is a Rangers fan uh, in the Netherlands. Grant, what do you make of today's news? 
How you doing, guys? How you doing, panel? Yep, good uh, fantastic news. Uh, I think Rangers have, again, since Gerrard's came in, he's went out in every single window, uh, done his business early, done his business quietly, and uh, this window he's shown his intent. Uh, we needed, you know, we needed a centre-back, maybe with a bit of experience. Katic, Katic going, out, get, going out injured to bring, gives an opportunity to bring, to bring, oh, I forgot his name, uh, Balogun. Balogun, yeah. Uh, you know, bring, his, bring, bring in him and he, he looked comfortable uh, against Aberdeen. Uh, and he's always stated, and we always know, we needed something, you know, a bit better further forward up the field. Uh, and to bring in, you know, to bring in Ruth, uh, you know, we all we all know him from his championship days with Leeds. Uh, big guy, physical, fast, a great player for us. I'm hoping he's going to be a great player for us. And we've kind of done the same. Uh, <coughs> we've done the same with Cedric, like we did with Morelos. You know, we went into a, a market which is unknown. Uh, to a lot of people and we went and signed a guy who you know he had a fantastic season what was it 20 goals uh, 20 goals this season you know so and, and you know he has just uh, he's over 6 foot so it is our plan B hopefully uh, so I think it's a great day for Rangers it's a great day for the fans and if, again it shows our intent that we you know we, we want to stop Celtic mm. getting 10 in a row is, uh, is this an acknowledgement, yeah. Grant? Is this an acknowledgement what a, a simple look at last season's league table would have told you? That the defences between Celtic and Rangers, there was no real difference. In fact, no difference at all in terms of the goals conceded column. But it was Celtic's firepower which allowed them to open that 13 point gap when, before the season was curtailed. I think they scored 25 more goals than Rangers did. They had various players providing the, the backup to, to Odds and Edward, if you like. Are these two signings an acknowledgement that the Rangers need a bit more in the attacking third? I think we've always needed a bit more in the attacking third. You know, Morelles last season got twenty nine goals in all competitions, which is, you know, a great record. But when you look at when you take his goals out of it, you know, there was not many there's not many goals from elsewhere. Uh so I think adding, you know, hopefully another twenty goals from Cedric, twenty goals from Ruth, hopefully, you know, if we base it on that, that is a great that's you know we've added more firepower to the squad, we've added a little bit more to to, to the defence, which I think we needed as well. And if we can bring in an extra centre mid defensive midfield player, you know I think Rangers will have the better of the window. Uh, even though the window's open till October, uh, I don't see Celtic going out and bettering this window. I think you make I think you make a good point there, Gordon. About Morelos will score goals. He's a goal scorer. Uh, I think Ruth will score goals. I don't know about the boy Eton, but his pedigree, if he create chances, score goals. I don't think that's a problem. I think your centre forward will score goals with Rangers. I think your point is right. I think the likes of Hadji, Aribo, Kent, people like that will need to start up in their game and score more goals. If they've got any chance of really pushing Celtic all the way here and probably winning it, then they've got to get goals from other departments of the pitch. I like the fact that they've got four now, basically five, but you, you take Cartage out of it, they've got four centre-backs there, so they've got m- plenty of cover. They've now got, if Morelos leaves, they've got three, what you would call quality centre-forwards, good backup there. Their midfield, they've got good players. You look at even Davis struggling again in the team, Arfield struggling again in the team. Just now, decent players, quality players. So they've got a real good squad just now, Rangers. The question is, is it enough 
to win the title against a Celtic team that have been over a course and distance before. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about it last week before the season kicked off, does. In terms of talent, in terms of quality, in terms of technical ability, Rangers are a match for Celtic. You've seen that before. Where Celtic have excelled, particularly in the last couple of years since Stephen Gerrard's been at the club, Celtic have had to show a strength of character to win the title. Before that, they were, they were streaking away. They won about 30 points one season. The last couple of years, Celtic have had to dig a wee bit deeper, show that strength of character. Rangers have yet to really exhibit that strength of character. But... There was a glimpse on Saturday at Petodre, going to Aberdeen, one of the traditionally tougher away grounds, going there, three points, clean sheet, on the bus, down the road. And now they've added a couple of players. You heard the reporter from Leeds talking about Kemar Roof, talking about you know his physical strength, his attitude, his work rate. That You think that bodes well for Rangers, the type of player Rangers were needing. You talk about Kent and Hadji stepping up in terms of goals, I think they all need to step mm. up in terms mm. of, you know, that mental strength show that they can be a match for Celtic believe it themselves Grant you're a good man thank you for getting in touch tonight keen to hear from you Celtic fans do you think this will have any impact on the title race what impact does this does this worry you in any way shape or form that Rangers are bringing in some new strikers yes or no you tell us 01419511025 01419511025 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard loads of reaction coming in to Rangers two new strikers that they've signed today Kemar Roof from Anderlecht and Cedric Eaton uh, from Swissside St Gallen so keep the calls coming we're also on Twitter uh, we're asking you your Twitter challenge tonight is to give us two footballers that look alike quite simply after David De Gea took to Twitter 12 million followers this guy's got just a couple more than you does and he, he tweeted a picture of the Ross County manager uh, mm. Stuart Kettlewell just acknowledging that they look alike some good responses coming in Scott Wright has gone for Andy Ritchie and Stephen Naismith I have to show you this picture. Granted, this doesn't really work uh, no, on radio. No, no? I mean no. definitely different hairdos, but no, you know, nah, having not having that. Right, okay. Sorry, Scott. You've been, uh, you've been uh, yeah, you've been voted down. I'm afraid. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Um, let's speak to Joe, who's a Celtic fan from Milton. Hi, Joe. How you doing, lads? Not bad. How are you? What are we? Double hang me for uh, big dads and uh, David Odds. Sorry. Oh, cheers, Joe. <laughs> okay, Joe. Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll tell you what, Joe. I bet you're a looker. Ah, ah, I'm handsome. As, uh, you have know, you been married to three dolly birds? Only kidding on, mate. Right, here we go, right? Like this Rangers carry on, right? I live with a cult. New strikers in, and they're still owe money for uh, Ryan Kent, and they owe money for the big guy, play centre half. Is it Elmander? El- 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 I can't mind. Hellander. Ah, Hellander, aye. They still no pay. It's on instalments, mate. So where does the nine million come from? Oh, I mean, I think most transfers these days are paid in instalments, Roger. Um, yeah. But but to cut to a serious point, this is not. You know, you get these Twitter arguments. They rage on. They've raged on for years. Rangers accounts tell you that they're not awash with money. They don't turn over huge profits every season. Um, so that there is a slight validity to that question. But you have to then assume that. It's going to be offset by a transfer out of Morelos. Yeah, you, you can't imagine any club, and any club in Scotland would go and spend nine million pounds in a day without knowing for sure there's money coming in. Um, the chat last week was eighteen million for Morelos to Lille. If that deal goes through, then that immediately pays nine million. It's going out to two strikers today, and will allow them to to tidy up a lot of the other finances. You know, 
keep up with the payments of the likes of Kent, as Joe says, the likes of Helander, as Joe says, and also allows them every club's been hit by the cash issues surrounding the COVID 19 pandemic. Rangers will be the same. There's nobody through the turnstiles at Ibrox since the home game against Leverkusen in March. That causes an impact on clubs' finances. So the sale of Morelos will be crucial towards that, and it's been vital to allow them to bring in these two players today. Joe, as a big Celtic fan, is this day, these signings, does this mean there's an increased threat to Celtic as far as you're concerned, or does this not alter your confidence levels at all? Tens in the bag, man. Oh, I'm sorry, I was phoning a couple of my pals and I heard that there. A couple of my support Newco, and they were saying they're a bit worried where the money's coming for themselves, you know? Oh, are they? But, wow. Joe, Joe, tell me just on you, just on your team uh, as a Celtic fan. Are you looking for a bringing new faces before the window shuts as well? I would like a centre half, Daz. Centre half, yeah, I agree with yeah, that. I would like a centre half and maybe a wee bit, uh, maybe another a wee bit of cover left on the left back situation. I like I like wee Taylor, but I'm not I'm not I'm not convinced with bowling all in it. Yeah, I agree. I said that um, I look at centre half, left back. Maybe someone just to cover for Forrest on the right-hand side. And, um, you know, depending on getting Griffiths back quickly, I just think that top teams just now, you've got to go with at least three quality strikers. Is Klamala, Griffiths and Edward your three quality? Or does Neil Lennon look to maybe bring in one extra? Uh, Martin Stewart's on Twitter He says To be fair As a Celtic fan It's a very decent signing Rated him at Leeds Was shocked when he left But he has an eye for goal As an out and out striker More of a target man Than runner of channels Are in behind Nonetheless They will be banking On Champions League money now though Says Martin uh, What else have we got Lyon says As long as Edward stays in Glasgow Celtic will win the league if, um, I'm trying to decipher some of this The guy is that good And even hardened Jers fans know it Says Lyon uh, on Twitter Let's speak to another Rangers fan Who's Thomas in Barhead What do you make of today's signings Thomas? Hi uh, um, First of all guys I'd like to say I don't know much about the two strikers We've signed Other than uh, what I've read And what the, the panel have said However For the last couple of years um, Whenever I phone in the subjects Morelis I've been probably The Rangers fans Number one critic of him I've never liked his Attitude I've never liked his Disciplinary record the problem with Rangers' style of play when Morelos was playing was he's got 29 goals and that's what we've to replace. But Rangers played so that Morelos basically was the only one who could get goals. In effect, when he was suspended, we didn't have a plan B. So when he didn't play, we didn't score. So it made him, I think, look a better player than what he was. What I'd like, what Celtic did, Edwards was obviously their main man. But as well as him getting most of the goals, what you saw was the likes of Forrest, other players chipping in the goals. It came from elsewhere in the team and that's the style I'd like to see Rangers do with their new uh, strikers the, the 29 goals we'll lose from Morelos we're going to get that from other areas of the team perhaps a different style of play from everything been through the one centre forward and I'm hoping that is the case so that should one of the centre forwards not play be injured suspended etc the other guy can step in um, more so than what we've been able to do for the last three years from being so reliant on Morelos and with regards to where it goes from here. It depends on how well the Rangers signings hit the ground. And I think the other thing is not so much the incomings at Celtic. I think if they can, it depends on do they hold on to Edward and how big a loss will Fraser Forster be. And I think that's the two things that will influence this season. How good are the Rangers signings? 
and the goalkeeping situation at Celtic and can they hold on to Edward? Roger, what do you think it'll do for Rangers' style of play? Well, that's what we're discussing earlier on. We don't really know. I mean, is the plan to pair the two of them, to pair Roof and Eaton together, which would involve a complete change of style? Um, do they alternate them? Does Roof play up front and Eaton off the bench? Does Roof play slightly wider and Eaton through the middle? We just don't know at the minute. As Thomas said, it was a very set style of play and everything sort of revolved around Morelos for a long, long time. Other players do need, as he says, to, to start picking up the baton and contributing a few goals. There was a good sign at the weekend, Ryan Kent. Took his goal very well You've seen pre-season Joe Aribo starting to get among the goals But they need to do that On a more regular basis I would say That's touched on earlier on Kent Aribo Haji I think minimum They each need to contribute 10 goals To the season You can't expect Ryan Jack And Glenn Kamara To weigh in You can't expect the defenders Although you know If Tavernier's back on penalties As well as free kicks He might get a few But you need those three To get 10 goals each and then it's over to Roof and Ethan to get the majority. The, the of thing, them. the thing, Roger. Uh, uh, right, we all know it's the pre-season games. We're one game in. Good result at Aberdeen. I'm talking about all teams here, so let's not get carried away. I like the way Rangers have tweaked their system a little bit this season. Um, it was a rigid four-three-three, and you know players just played that. Whether they made substitutions, it was four-three-three. They've went sort of a four-two-three-one. Gives the licence to the three in front With the protection of the two behind To go and, and play in different positions Not just play on the right hand side Or a left or a middle You know, interchange And I think Rangers look very good at that But it's a long season mm. It's a long, long And I'm talking Rangers to Celtic Everyone that's involved in it I'm not getting carried away with results just now But I just like The business that Rangers are doing I think transfer today Is a positive for them uh, I think Thomas is right We can't guarantee that these two guys Are going to come in and hit the ground running But I think that they've got a good opportunity With the pedigrees that they've got um, So it'll be interesting to see The formations coming in the next sort of a month or two Because you have now got options It's not an exact science Roger Plenty of players arrive having scored loads of goals previously And then don't when they get here Or vice versa Some people come in and really find their scoring form in Scotland However Um it, it must be some sort of comfort to Stephen Gerrard To the Rangers staff To the Rangers fans To see Cedric Eaton arrive Having scored 8 goals in July you know, he, he's, he's been playing He's been playing yeah. recently He scored 23 goals for club and country last season And like I say 7 of them have come in July The month has just passed yeah, So that, that must fill them with a, a bit of hope That he can a, hit the ground running A good age as well 23 years of age You would think he's got a bit of development in him as well But you know, a queue of Rangers fans tonight Very excited, quite rightly so I mean, the first time in a generation Rangers have spent £9 million in a day But interesting to listen to Neil Lennon After the Hamilton game on Sunday He also wants two or three new signings Before the window closes And you would expect between now and October the 5th That Celtic would have a day or two or three Where they too are parading new signings As we see, I don't think Rangers will be finished either whether it's mm. Spongani Zungu or someone else before the window closes, I think there'll be more signings on either side. And then, once the window shuts, you're on your own. Thomas, I think it was one of your fellow Rangers fans who raised the point earlier about, you know, can I, no excuses now, round about £9 million spent today, the board have backed the manager. So, you know, no excuses sort of thing. Is that the way you see it? Absolutely. Um, and this is now his third season. Um, he cannot... Say that he's not been backed um, Big style with the money Whoever he's, he's targeted He's went for last year 
Um, I was astounded that he got the £7 million to sign Ryan Kane because I didn't think that money was available um, for one player. So he's obviously went to the board and said I wanted Kent last season. He's got him. Um, whether these two signings are now dependent on, well, not dependent, but the fact that he feels that Morelos is going to go and he's got that cash to spend. Um, but even at that, he's spent a lot of money already. I mean, although we're, even in transfers, that big centre-half we've got, he'll not come cheap in terms of wages and he looks an outstanding. I think that's your two centre-halves. I feel sorry for Edmund, Edmondson and the Katic because that big boy looks good and he looks really solid beside Goldson. And we have lost silly goals. That's another area we need to strengthen. Top man Thomas, hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It was only one week ago, last Tuesday, that Gordon DL had an absolute nightmare on Beat the Pundit. He got hammered. He's back for more punishment. If you want to be the one to administer that punishment, phone in right now 0141 951 1025. Get more questions right than Gordon or Roger, and the signed ball is yours. The lines close at 7. Be quick. Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here Taking your calls Reading your tweets at Clyde SSB So much reaction Coming in to Rangers Two new signings Cedric Eaton And Kemar Roof So keep them coming 0141 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, We did have Monday Night Football Any Motherwell fans Come out from behind the couch yet It wasn't a classic evening What did you make of it Where did it go wrong In the Highlands 0141 Let's do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, I can tell you exclusively reveal there was some fighting talk from Gordon Dale during the break. It was contained one or two expletives, so I can't repeat it on a family show, but I think it's safe to say you're keen to make up for last week's embarrassment, aren't you? I'm up for this tonight. Good, I look forward to it. Uh, John is in Coolsyth. How are you, John? I'm good, how are you guys? Yeah, not bad at all You feeling in, in confident mood? Two new signings for your team And on to try and, and win a sign ball Is that, that the way it is? Well, that's the way it is I mean, I, I'm going for the hat trick Good man, like to see Let's see what we can do Heads, it is going to be Roger minus one Hannah And tails, it will be Gordon DL And it is Roger minus one, I'm afraid oh, ha- luck, Hard John. lines, unlucky I was ready for John <laughs> ready, for, ready for Roger, John? You can put your t-shirt back on now, does. <laughs> Just about I was hoping for uh, Daz ah, yeah, so you were, Last Tuesday Under- was shocking Understandable was Coming for you Let's give Roger some Clyde 2 to listen to So that he can't steal any answers 30 seconds on the clock Head to head with Roger And you can pass Ready to go John? Yep Good stuff I'll get your questions ready And your 30 seconds starts now Who did Rangers beat in the 2008 UEFA Cup semi-final? Uh, Fiorentina Which English club are featured in the Amazon documentary Take Us Home? Uh, Spurs Which Scottish side play their home games at Glebe Park? Brecon Who did Celtic sign from Coventry in 2001? Uh, John Harps Reno Gattuso manages which Italian side? Uh, Napoli What was the scoreline between Ross County and Motherwell last night? 1-0 to Ross County Okay, let's bring Roger back Roger, can you hear us? Certainly can, bit of Billy Ocean and Clyde too there I'm so glad I wasn't playing <laughs> John wasn't bad Let's find out Roger 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Who did Rangers defeat In the 2008 UEFA Cup semi-final? 
Fiorentina Which English club are featured in the Amazon documentary Take Us Home? QPR Which Scottish side play their home games at Glebe Park? Breaking Who did Celtic sign from Coventry in 2001? Paul Telfer Reno Gattuso manages which Italian side? Napoli What was the scoreline between Ross County and Motherwell last night? 1-0 County Who won the Scottish League Cup in 2014? Hart Who is the Air United manager? Mark Kerr Did we get that one in in time? Producer Dan, he's giving me the thumbs up mm, Right, okay What do you think, John? I, I, I'm hoping it's close I think it is quite close Wasn't it a vintage display, John? Bearing in mind, Roger starts on minus one So who did Rangers defeat in the 2008 UEFA Cup semi-final? Fiorentina, you both got it So John's one in front Which English club are featured in the Amazon documentary Take Us Home? Leeds? Yeah, you've watched everything that's on TV that See, every single programme that. that is on Netflix Amazon Prime, Sky, iPlayer That he has seen it yeah. because he's got nothing else to do But sit in his recliner <laughs> oh, and I, I, I don't think that's quite correct <laughs> but As far as this family show is concerned uh, He's got nothing else to do So none of you got it right It's Leeds United oh. uh, Which Scottish side play their home games at Glebe Park? Breakin, you both got it John stays one in front uh, Who did Celtic sign from Coventry? In 2001 It's John Hartson Is it really? And John oh. got it He goes two in front Could the unthinkable be on? Reno Gattuso manages which Italian side? Napoli You both got it John stays two in front What was the scoreline between Ross County and Motherwell last night? 1-0 You both got it John stays in front Who won the Scottish League Cup in 2014? Aberdeen Aberdeen, Aberdeen. It was the one that was at, at Celtic yeah. Park And who is the Air United manager? It is Mark Kerr so let's just count them up One, two I'm done Three, four, five for Roger Minus one which is four One, two Three, four, five for John and Well done, John Well done to you Brilliant Brilliant Well done, John John, I, you, I have, get six. you have joined an exclusive club I think that yeah. is the third ever defeat For Roger <laughs> no, Hanna more than that. On Beat the Pundit It has yeah. been a long time since we experienced it Well done Thanks very much Last time I was on I played Gordon So I wanted a challenge tonight, you know <laughs> did, did I beat you, John? I beat you, yes, I Did you? Aye, okay You remember that <laughs> All of a sudden you beat Roger You're full of the beans, eh? Well, to be honest It wasn't a tie-break, Gordon um, oh, So tie I'm, break? I'm not taking that as a, a huge win But beating Roger's no bad Well, I tell you what Congratulations beating Roger That was a good uh, performance tonight, John Phone back in when I'm yeah. on again Brilliant Well done again, John and Coulsythe Given that my record this season is 0-1 Surely I get my minus one back now I, I totally nah. agree I thought you were murdering I, I think I'll need to I tell you, why don't you give him a hard time? That was absolute rubbish. And 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 I get all the hard time last week. I get slaughtered from the golfers and his caddies and everything in yeah, America. Rogers lost, I think, two or three times in about five years. Yeah, so but I won most last it's, season. It's, it's a momentary lapse. I think he gets back to level, Gordon. No chance, no way. John's just absolutely done him. Think about, think about pre-season complacency. That's it. Rust hard enough. No crowd in the. So st- that weight you've lost. No crowd yeah. in the stadium either. It doesn't have the same intensity. You've heard all the cliches. Yeah. They apply here as well. Yep. Right. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I am certain that we are going to get more reaction to Rangers' two new signings because it has been ringing off the hook so far. Loads of tweets and loads of calls to get through. Um. Let's hear from you Motherwell fans though. Where did it go wrong Last night in Dingwall A 1-0 defeat As you just heard On Beat the Pundit To Ross County Ross Stewart scored a fine penalty After Captain Declan Gallagher Gave it away Up the other end Good chances for Motherwell None more so than 
Another penalty kick This time for Liam Donnelly Good from the spot last season Woeful from the spot last night Missing the target mm. And it ended with a 1-0 victory For Ross County Gordon what did you make of it? Um, didn't start the game particularly well Gordon I thought her shape was A bit off Turnbull playing the left hand side I don't think that's his best position Um I, I think we should have scored You know You look at the header For instance Lang How he misses that I do not know He just has to direct that In a corner It's a goal Miss penalty kick It was just one of those nights And I think the Motherwell manager Summed it up perfectly He says well, Eventually If you don't put the ball In the back of net You deserve nothing Out of the game All credit goes to Ross County Well done to them We've got a big match Against Dundee United On Saturday Like Mean beat the pundit, we will bounce back. Surprised at the starting lineup, no Alan Campbell. I thought Tony uh, Watt might have started as you, well, and then, as you say, David Turnbull pushed out onto the left I'm hand side. I'm very surprised with Alan Campbell, big favourite of mine, uh, especially away from home. Roger, you know what you get out of him. He's a he's a very hard working, talented young player. But the manager, you know, he's come in for a lot of praise uh, for what he's achieved at Motherwell. It was a a game that. It's just one of those games. Monday night, we didn't pr- produce our usual performance. We lost three points. We're down the road. We'll bounce back Saturday. Must have been disappointed. There's no fans allowed in. You would have gone up, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I would have uh, liked to have went up there. Um, I don't miss a Monday night game away from home for Motherwell because I obviously get a night off. But uh, due to the the problems we've got just now, I'm hoping that I might get in on Saturday. It was a good game in the sense, Roger. We had you know lots of talking points, penalties at either end, sending off. Let's kind of go through them one by one. The Declan Gallagher penalty, which which wins the game for Ross County. Any complaints from no, anyone? No, it's a penalty. It's a rash challenge by Motherwell's new captain, the Scotland centre half. You would expect him to stand up to that, and I, I thought it was ill judged. I got to say, it was a good penalty. Yeah. I was. I, I yeah. said to use boys off cans. I was impressed with Stuart last night. I thought his work rate was terrific for Ross County. And his penalty was, you know, doesn't matter if the goalkeeper goes the right way, he ain't saving it. Any thoughts on the game in Dingwall last night? Share them right now. 01419511025. Stephen Robinson says they get punished for not doing the basics early on and they didn't deserve anything out of it. No complaints either about the penalty or the red card. I thought we started poorly um, the first 15, 20 minutes. We didn't match runners, we didn't win second balls. And we thought we'd just maybe turn up and, and play total football from the, the word go. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen and we got punished for it in the early stages. After that, you know, contrary to the result, there was a lot of positives. We, we passed the ball very well, we were patient, and we didn't change our style. And we created enough chances probably to win two games if you probably won't get three easier chances than what we had. And ultimately, if you don't take those chances, you get punished. I haven't seen them back. Um, you know, Declan gives a referee a decision if he goes to the ground. See him on the red card, I haven't seen him back but if you, know, if you go to ground then it, it gives a referee a decision whether they're right or wrong ultimately it, it, it costs the game from where I was it looked like a red card I haven't seen it back again um, I think it was over exuberance and enthusiasm from Callum more than anything but you know if, as I say you go to ground you give the referee a decision to make yeah we have to get the right blend we've had minimum amount of games there was a lot of positives we'll get a lot of stick for losing but I'll look on the bigger picture and think uh, you know we played a lot of good football we created chances you know and that's the hardest bit of the game is putting the, the ball in the back of the net we didn't do that in the evening so we don't deserve anything out of the game yeah, I, I was surprised when I saw the teams. I saw the teams at seven o'clock. I thought, yeah, Muller will kick on here and win. Uh, but, but fair play to Ross County. It wasn't just Ross Stewart that played well. It was great taking the young left back, Josh Reid, making his debut, 18 years of age, mm. Dingwall born. Um, new defenders as well, Randall at right back, Yakaviti in the middle. Um, they, they coped well. They coped well enough for the challenge. I always thought County, I think I've mentioned it in the show. I mean, I was one of the ones that tipped County to be relegated this season, Gordon. I always think. With the likes of Stewart, Billy McKay, Lee Irwin, they'll score goals. 
I, I worry they'll concede too many. I think it was 60 and 30 Premiership games last season. They've lost their best defender in Marcus Fraser to St Milner and I was worried about them at the back. And I think it was noticeable when Stuart Kettlewell was interviewed after the game. He seemed more excited at the clean sheet than he did about the three points. I think, you know, it's a right good start for a new look defence. They've still to add Ross doing. He was in the bench last night on loan from Celtic. I think he will eventually be the number one goalkeeper this season. I'm very surprised if he wasn't. So it's a good start for Ross County. It gets some three points on the board. And now, as Kettlewell said after the game, they now go to a Hamilton team who have lost five at Celtic Park and they'll fancy, they'll fancy their chances going down And there. a bad start for the pundits predictions, Roger, yeah. because there's only one pundit that's not put Ross County down to get relegated and do you know who that is? Go for it Who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? It's Mr Keevans He's the only ah, one He's the only one who's not gone for Ross County he go for the he's, gone, he's gone for the Ackies mm-hmm. uh, What about Callum Lang's debut Gordon sent off after 40 minutes Comes on at half time Sent off before the end of the game Can he have any complaints? No I think the Motherwell manager is honest about that um, It is a red card Gordon It's just one of those things ba- Based on on what sort of, you know, because we've become obsessed more than usual in recent years by really kind of analysing these tackles, and we hear all the the buzz phrases about you know excessive force and yeah. endangering opponent. What, what in particular and about pay, it made pay, you think it was? As well. Think he went in at a lot of pace. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was out of control. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do. So when, I, when I saw it on TV, I thought it's a red card. And and especially when when the manager the manual manager standing there, he's not really made a case for him. He sees he sees it what ten fifteen yards away, Roger. So he's got a good view of it as well. I thought the referee handled the game well. The penalty kick was a penalty kick for Ross County, there's no doubt. Um, I just think that, I think the model manager summed up. After the, the, the poor start, they started playing well, created a few chances, not a lot in target, obviously, uh, but really should have scored a goal. And unfortunately for the Motherwell fans, they didn't. And well done to Ross County. It's a great start for them. Three points on the board. Think Pop- you looked at the success. I don't need to tell you two boys. You look at the success of Motherwell last year. You, you could roll up at Fir Park on a Saturday. You more or less knew what the Motherwell team was going to be. He, he strengthened the squad a lot during the summer. Squad-wise, they do look even better than last season. Mm-hmm. That t- taking them to finish third in the league in the predictions at the weekend. You just wonder if Stephen Robinson now knows what his best eleven is because... Judging in last night, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the team had the uh, the right balance to it, if I'm honest. And like managers live and die by their results. He believed that that was the right team he picked to go and get a result at Ross County. He sees his players through pre season, he sees them every day. I was surprised that Campbell wasn't playing. I would always play Campbell, especially away from home. I think he gives you so much in the engine room I think he's a terrific player a young lad and Turnbull looked a bit lost out there when he came into the middle of the park he's balled through for instance it was at Chris Long that hit the post it's absolutely brilliant that's what he's so good at he's a midfield player but I can understand that he wanted him in the team but it just didn't mm. work it was one of those nights OK 01419511025 Willie's a Celtic fan on the line what's on your mind tonight Willie? Well, I think now the two signings the Rangers have made, I think it's a big statement, and I hope Mansford now match it a bit better. And I'm hoping it's a big challenge we're going to do this year, but we need, we need to make a big statement now. So it's a big challenge for us, I think. What would what would a big statement look like, you know, from Celtic though? Because they're the team that have. Had the advantage in recent seasons. They're the team that's that's ahead. Rangers are the team that's trying to close the gap. So what what, what more does Celtic need? What type of statement do you have in mind? 
the last thing we should buy is another couple of good players and just say, right, we'll back, we'll back you up and we'll back us up and we'll just go forward. Oh, we'll need to go all out to get for 10. We'll need to go all out. Rangers are going all out to stop the 10, so we need to go all out to get the 10. So I think we should be buying three or four more players. Interesting to see what the, what, the, what the situation is. One of the callers was talking earlier on about the, the monetary situation. Now, the sale of Alfredo Morelos for me is going to bankroll everything Rangers do this summer. Um, Celtic haven't really sold anyone of note. You know, the players who have left, the likes of Joseph Simonovic, Craig Gordon, Johnny Hayes, they've all just you know left at the end of their contracts. There's been no big sale that could bankroll people coming into the football club. So they already spent four and a half million pounds last week on a new goalkeeper. Um, you know, this guy didn't just turn up from AEK Athens. It was a big investment, the most expensive goalkeeper ever to come into Scotland. So that is Celtic's statement. I think there will be more players to come. Um, how much they've got to spend on those players we can only mm. wait and see I'm just interested Willie though cause, you know, You've referenced Rangers Two new signings And then said you know This means that, that Celtic need to make a statement So does Celtic need to sign someone Purely because Rangers have Or, or because you actually need it? I think we need, we, we need a, a, Another centre half Because I was on last night And we were talking about uh, Aya and Julian And I think I could beat them in the air And I'm 5 feet 7 And I'm really <laughs> <laughs> He's really selling himself uh, Ladies if you're interested I'll pass your number on Willie's 5'7 with a wee pot belly yeah. <laughs> You've not got a lot going for you there Willie, Have you? No, no I saw me as well so. <laughs> <laughs> Willie you sound like a good guy though And that's all that matters Don't be too, don't be too hard on yourselves uh, Roger what do you think? I mean Willie's now to be fair Kind of saying you know, He thought they needed a, a central defender anywhere. Anyway um, but that's kind of the way the rivalry works for some people. Not everyone, for some people in this city. You see your rival make a sign in and you think, oh, oh we need to do something as yeah, well. I, listen, that's touched. Rangers have got five centre halves, albeit Cattage is out for a lengthy period of time. Celtic at the minute have two recognised centre halves, Julian and Ayer. Now, I know Nir Beaton can play there, Hatemil Hamed can play there as well, but Simunovic has not been replaced like for like. I would expect Celtic would bring in a centre half. And I still think Neil Lennon wants one more striker. I think Bayo will head out possibly to Toulouse, either on loan or on a permanent deal. Edward will be there. Klamala will be there. Griffiths perhaps will be there. But, you know, Klamala's young. Griffiths at the minute isn't fit. I think Neil Lennon would desperately like another striker. Thank you very much, Willie. In Parkhead, uh, at GonnyB10. On Twitter He sent a number of tweets Roger Fairly unhappy by, by the look of it Based on the fact that We are sort of quoting Nine million Roughly for Rangers Two new signings uh, He's pointing out That they're actually Undisclosed And is trying to get Some clarity here Could you explain How these mm, things work Yeah undisclosed by the club But disclosed by us So it is, it is your And our understanding That those mm. two fees Add up to around Nine million pounds Yes, yes. Five, five and four does yeah. okay. You don't have to believe us By the way But that's just you yeah. right, Listen that, that, That's your understanding And I would imagine All the newspapers Would be using those figures And the websites Will be using those figures That is our understanding Of what it would be But given that Kemar Roof Moved for seven million pounds Twelve months ago And he has had a couple of injuries I don't think it's ridiculous To suggest the fee Could be five And you know The reports coming out Of Switzerland tonight Would suggest four for eight A good time to call We could be speaking to you next I've got a good full-time teaser for you as well. We're looking for 10, 10 players. That, that, that's all I'm going to tell you. 10 players. No, not John Smith tonight. Oh. I'll get the question to you next. 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Time for Roger Hanna and Gordon DL to tackle tonight's full time teaser. That's when you send the questions to us and the guys try and come up with the answers between now and the end of the show. Let's see what the question has in store for you. It's from Dominic Tolan tonight. And he says, since 1990, 10 players have played for Celtic and won the FA Cup. So quite a topical one. It shouldn't be too hard to, f- to find the first answer. Since 1990, 10 players have played for Celtic and won the FA Cup. Roy Uh-huh. He won it just the four times. Mm-hmm. Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney at the weekend. Yep. A man who set up the winning goal for Wigan, Sean Maloney. Sean Maloney Yeah we'll leave it there then You've got 3 of 10 I've got a feeling you're going to Scoosh a couple of them Might be a few tricky ones in there But we'll see how we get on You can play along on Twitter as well uh, Looking for Since 1990 10 players Have played for Celtic And won the FA Cup Let's see what the guys can come up with 01419511025 Clearly a lot of the reaction tonight Being dominated by Rangers 2 new signings Kamal Roof um, The first one through the door This afternoon Plenty more reaction to come On the phones and on Twitter Let's turn our attentions to another story um, An important one in Scottish football today And that's that the Scottish FA have completed the purchase of Hamden From Queen's Park This is one that's been bubbling away for quite some time now But that deal has been completed Queen's Park announced it today And I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line by Queen's Park President Jerry Colley Jerry, how are you? Thanks for joining us Yeah, I'm very well, thank you Very uh, well just talk us through how it, how it feels or, or what your your general reaction is to that move, um, the, the purchase, I should say, being completed today. I guess it's been a long time coming. We, we, the process kicked off a couple of years ago, really. Uh, there was a, a large run-up, if you recall. There was a you know, discussion around the uh, Scotland matches being moved to other stadia. So uh, that, that was when all the tension and all the difficulties were. You know, eventually we found agreement and uh, found a basis to to complete the transaction. Uh, it's important to remember that there was an intervention with, with two individuals, Lord, Lord Hockey and Sir Tom Hunter, kind of bridged the gap when we couldn't really find the appropriate point of of uh, agreement. Yeah. So for anyone who has maybe forgotten or who hasn't been following the story closely, what does this mean now then for, for Queens Park and and for for the Scottish FA as well? Well, the, the SFA take ownership, and uh, you know they, they certainly have made some statements about being transformational, and, and I hope I hope they can deliver on that on that uh, on that promise of, of transforming the national stadium for Queens Park. We, we move on to a new era. We we move to the Lesser Hamden. Uh, we're currently upgrading the the ground, and uh, we, we've at the same time we realise the, the pressures on the club from other more other ambitious clubs and felt the necessity really to, to move to a professional standing with a move away from Hamden so we'll, we'll play our fixtures out until spring of next year at, at Hamden and then uh, move across fully to lesser Hamden from, from next season So much history involved with Queen's Park's relationship with Hamden uh, granted a lot of it would have been before your time Jerry. don't worry I've not got you down as being that old uh, but how do you you know sort of reflect on, on what that relationship's been like? Well, it's been it's been it, it goes it goes along with Queens Park and, and Hamden. Um, I'm proud to have played with the club uh, back at Hamden and, and played there for three years and had very enjoyable times there and, and uh, it was a great experience. Um, so that, uh, clearly, it's it's a symbiotic relationship where where we've 
uh, enjoyed some great times, but it, it's now time to move on. Jerry, it's Roger Hanna here. How are you? Uh, can you explain what the timeline is? I mean, you explained the, the timeline there for Queen's Park. You come away um, next spring, you move into you know your own new ground. What happens then to Hamden? What what is the time scale? What are the SFA plans? And when would you know the Tartan Army expect to see a new look redeveloped Hamden Park? Well, that, clearly, uh, clearly, Roger, that's not really a question that Queen's Park can answer. Uh, that's all to do with the, the new owners of the stadium. As I say, the, the, uh, the SFA are, are looking to, to uh, completely alter, I would have thought, the, the stadium. But it's completely their, their business. It's, it's their asset now and they can, they can move on with it and, and do, do with it what they, what they wish. And how excited are you about the new arena for Queen's Park? You touched on uh, it there, the change from you know, all the years of amateur football to, to professionalism. You, you see the money that's coming into the club the signings that Ray McKinnon is bringing into the club big name players for the fourth tier of Scottish football uh, are you expecting a, a, a title win in your in your first few weeks away from Hamden Park next spring? <laughs> the, uh, we're certainly aiming to be there's a degree of ambition the signings and the, the management team we've brought in along with the commercial backing we've we've, we've gained uh, means that yes we're ambitious um, you can tell by the type of players we're signing uh, but the the division we're in is really competitive. Um, really, the move from amateur, when we're amateur, you were forever looking over your shoulder, waiting for one bad summer of recruitment and paying the ultimate price of falling out of the league. And uh, really, the decision, uh, among other things, you know, the youth system is really important to us. Develop our own young players is vital to us. Uh, we've got a long history of doing that, and we want to continue to do that. The difference being, we want those players to play in our first team and not go on and, and grace other other clubs' first teams. So it's really a really exciting period, and we're really looking forward. You know, COVID impacted the whole of the world. Clearly, Scottish football it impacted ourselves and our plan, and that was a deep frustration. Um, but yeah, we're really looking forward to the new season and, and looking to go on with it. And this pair in here, the two Gordons, Motherwell fans, they've got a song they love about Bob McHugh. So if you stay on at the end of the show, they'll teach you the words for next season. We can't, we can't do it. It's a family <laughs> show. There's no way I'm going down that route. Jerry, thanks so much for joining us. We wish you well. Uh, hopefully we'll speak to you in the near future. That was Queen's Park President Jerry Colley. Quite an exciting uh, time for Scottish football, as you would expect. Roger, the old hack that he is asking the question. Jerry, you would expect to keep his cards close to his chest or, or indeed leave the opportunity for the Scottish FA to tell us what, what's next, what what does look next for, for Hamden, Roger. But yeah. that's going to be the bit that gets everyone interested and it's a case of watch this space. Yeah, and listen, at the time this was first mooted, at the time Wally Hockey and Tom Hunter came in with a generous offer to help the SFA purchase the stadium from Queen's Park, there was a grandiose designs put out resembling, I think, a big fancy stadium in Stuttgart in Germany, Gordon. Um, it looked terrific. It would bring the sides in. It would be more, you know, atmospheric, if you like. All the criticisms of Hamden would be swept away. But after the COVID-19 cash crisis, um, after a time when the SFA has been hit just as badly as any football clubs, you wonder where the money is to redevelop mm. Hamden and how long it would take in these circumstances to redevelop Hamden. It's been a busy show so we've not had time to pay as much attention to our Twitter challenge for you tonight as we otherwise would have But I'm still enjoying it nevertheless we were asking for your footballer lookalikes after David De Gea tweeted about Stuart Kettlewell last night Paul Kelly's on, he feels that Robbie Nielsen is 
is sort of morphing into Stephen Presley, and he's he's sent as the picture to back it up. And I have to say, the picture he's sent is ah, is pretty no, spot on. No, yeah, with no, the same no, hairdo, no, same no, sort of beard, same get up. Uh, Stephen McLean has sent two pictures as well. He's gone for Kylian Mbappe and Dida, the old AC Milan yeah. goalkeeper. So it's very similar. Uh, what else have we got on here as well? There was some abusing Gordon DL. I'm sure of it. Oh, no, come no, no, on, no, no, not so much. Just another shout. Um, Alan Mackey's another one who's gone DL and David Dodds, same size nose. So it's incredible yeah. to think though. Manchester United legend Look the hair Backing Ross County last night <laughs> And a Manchester City legend Look Daz Backing Motherwell What's the yeah, chances no, Of that exactly. on a Monday night the Scottish Listen, Premier Scottish Cup? football is, is the place yeah. to be It really is uh, 01419511025 That's the number Nathan has dialed Nathan is from Motherwell But he's a Rangers fan What do you make Of the signings today Nathan? Uh, well I'm pretty impressed With the signings You know Kamal Booth And the boy Ithan I think Make a great impact, but I've got a question for Roger mm-hmm. on um, the Ivan Tony transfer that's going to Celtic. Do you think he'll actually that'll actually go through, or think it will fall? Well, there's a game kicking off at Wembley in about twelve minutes. Nathan Brentford against Fulham, the English playoff promotion playoff final. Um, the word down south seems to be if Brentford go up into the promised land, this is what do they call this tonight, lads? A hundred and seventy million pound game seems to go up ten or twenty million every year. I feel like I remember uh, when it was the forty million yeah, pound game. I think uh, I think Ivan Tony is very high on Brentford's wish list, so a lot might depend what happens. Good player. Um, I don't think it'll be Peterborough come the start of the English season, certainly in September the twelfth. He is certainly high up on Celtic's wish list. Um, in these harsh financial times, though, you wonder. If the fee for Ivan Tony might just go above what Celtic are willing to pay, we know it's early days, Nathan. There's so much football to be played, but you're allowed to make these sort of predictions early in August. What do you think the two new strikers signing for Rangers today does for for your team's chances this season? Well, obviously, if Morelos leaves, we're going to be left without thirty goals, and we're going to need what well, the thirty goals are placed. So. Hopefully, if these strikers live up to the expectations that are coming through from the clubs of signed from, then but maybe they think the goals can be replaced and more could be added. Yeah, I mean Kamal Roof in particular, Nathan, a more familiar name because people you know know him from from playing for Leeds. He's been linked with Rangers for quite some time. Is is that the one that stands out for you at the moment? Well, yeah, it does. It does stand out, but but in my eyes. It wasn't the signing personally I was looking for. Personally, I actually backed Rangers to go and splash everything possible to get Ivan Tony because he looks a good youngster, a good prospect, and it could double the fee we could get from the in the next two or three years. Yeah, listen, he's impressed a lot of people. You know, he scored a lot of goals for Peterborough. They were unlucky when when the season down there was called on a points per game basis. They get knocked out. Of the playoff places And Wickham went in And Wickham subsequently went up And won the playoffs And got promoted to the championship Could just as easily Have been Peterborough Could have been Ivan Tony's goals That took them up As it is They face another season In League One I don't think Ivan Tony Will be with them But there are so many teams Down there And so much money Swilling about down there Still Nathan I, I would tend to think that he will move either to the bottom end Of the Premiership in England Or the top end of the Championship Would this then Does this soften the blow Nathan, if it is going to be like many people expect that Alfredo Morelos goes, do you feel like the two signings today outweigh that departure, or, or are you still sort of disappointed at Morelos' departure? Well, obviously, he's been a big player for the past 
couple of seasons since Pedro brought him in. But to be honest, if Middlesbrough had stayed, I, honestly, I, I still don't know if they're in the same calibre as Celtic. I know I'd get stick with from Rangers fans for saying this, but they're miles ahead, in all honesty. And if we're going to stop 10 in a row, there's going to be more money needed to get splashed out into the squad because but you look at the defence, Connor Golson, he's conceded too many goals last season and if it is it this season, that could be 10 in a row, one for Celtic easily. The only thing I'll say that, um, you know, you get plenty of competition for places and that's healthy now. Um, you know, we said they're five centre-backs, OK, Cattage will take a bit of time to come back. But that's competition because there's good centre-halves in there. Uh, he's now, at this moment, got four decent centre-forwards, real decent centre-forwards. Morelis probably will go. It leaves him with the three. It's up to them to score goals. They've been brought to score goals. It's as simple and straightforward as that. They've got to hit the ground running. That's the important season. You can talk about other players from Peterborough or wherever. Ruth is 27. I think he's the right age. Um, I think he's shown in the championship that he can score goals there and that's a high quality league uh, Eton as I say I don't really know a lot about but they've got to score goals and not just them they've got to get goals from other uh, parts of the field mm. as in you know from the guys like Ken, the Hadjis, Aribos you know chipping in with double figures as well if they're going to mount a challenge but I've got to say, we've still the transfer window is shut and I'm sure Celtic will respond to this. I was just about to read out a tweet from Logie and I think you've maybe seen it already. He says, two new signings look the part. Roof is dangerous, central and wide. Eten looks skillful and powerful. This season we need more goals spread around the team. Aribo Kent and these two can only be a good thing. That's on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Thanks again to Nathan, a Rangers fan from Motherwell who's pretty happy with his signings mm. uh, but still thinks there is some work uh, needing to be done I keep hearing this Gordon you, You've said it a few times And, and Celtic fans on and, and talking about You know Needing to, to go out and, and also do something And the fact that the transfer window Doesn't close Until October I feel like we're in this position Every year Because Celtic are going into these Windows Having won everything previously mm-hmm. So therefore the The room for improvement Is smaller and, and it can be harder to fill You know For instance Fees of 3 million 4 million Might get you A, a Patrick Clamalla or, or a Bio Who haven't really come in And, and made a serious impact In that starting 11 So What what areas can they Obviously upgrade I, I think A, a centre Centre half's a must Gordon I really do So to, to start Instead of Ayer Or Julian though No I think I think it gives Neil Lennon That option to go With the three centre backs and get the two strikers up top. Now, people will be saying, well, hold on a minute, you know, El Hamed can play there, Beton can play there, but I just think you need, especially this season, with the many games coming thick and fast, you need a big squad. Rangers tend to get into the transfer market early and do their business, that's up to them, and they're delighted with that bit of business. Celtic take a little bit of time about it. I'll be very surprised in the next week or two that... Neil Lennon doesn't go and strengthen at the back. I think he needs a bit of cover there, unless he's got belief in Bolingoli. He needs a bit of cover there on the left-hand side. He'll need another striker in. Now, I know what you're saying about this team know how to win. They're zero winners. Simple as that. They just win year after year after year, trophy after trophy. But even as a player, 
You like a freshness into the squad. You like someone, a bit of competition, a new face in, just to give the dressing room a lift, a different character as well. And I'm sure that Celtic Neil Lennon will add to their squad. Of that, I'm no doubt. Okay, let's check in on tonight's full-time teaser. Some good uh, attempts coming in on this one. We're looking for 10 players who have played for Celtic and won the FA Cup since 1990. Can you name them? Kieran Tierney, Sean Maloney, Roy Keane... I'll give you a couple I'm thinking Craig Bellamy won No Dion Dublin No Gary Caldwell Who? <laughs> Gary Caldwell Sorry <laughs> Corey Was what that Gary Caldwell? Gary Gary Caldwell He's he's on the list Well done Thank you What about Freddie Lundberg? Yes. yes Ian Wright Arsenal Yes Okay we'll leave it there One, two, three, four to get We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me Gordon Duncan They are doing alright actually on the full time teaser It's been sent in this evening to fulltime at Clyde1.com So that's the address you need If you want to hear your question on the show Dominic Tolan sent this one in He says since 1990 10 players have played for Celtic And won the FA Cup Guys like Kieran Tierney Sean Maloney Gary Caldwell Roy Keane Freddie Yunberg Ian Wright I'll take one more each Well I went for Di Canio But I'm not too happy about Colo Turi No oh, No Apparently That surprises oh. me Might have to do a steward's inquiry Into that one uh, They don't have to have Played in the final But I think they have to have been Involved in the, in the match day squad I saw the game Because Caldwell didn't play in the final did he? No he didn't He went up and lifted the cup mm. What about Stefan Oncho? Ah brilliant Well done Stefan Oncho You were about to say that one Gordon weren't you? I was Tipping I, your tongue Nah I'd be here till next Tuesday Just just in case you're in any doubt And you'll know this all too well Having made a few blunders on the teaser in your time yeah. uh, You can never escape it You can never escape the full time teaser on this show uh, I was out Pension Tuesdays I call it Me and my, my wee gran offer her her pension every Tuesday morning it's, it's a bit of a bit of a ritual so this was pouring with rain there was a lot of traffic and a gentleman was sort of shouting something at me in the street but I couldn't quite hear him and I'm saying what is it? so took a few steps towards him and all he said was how long did it take him to realise Stefan Kloss isn't he Scottish and this was Alex Ray last night who made a Gordon DL-esque blunder uh, on the teaser and, uh, and sure enough Very next morning out in the, and, and people want to shout at you in the street So you can never escape The full time teaser Think carefully Well I tend to think carefully But still I get myself in trouble What about Dimitri Karim? Uh, no but I think no, I think I'm giving I'm giving you Toury I don't know where Dominic's How he's missed that one Yeah Colo Toury won it in 2003 and 2005 um, So it's since 1990 isn't it As per the question so you just, that's, that's the beauty of the full time teaser. You just blame Dominic, you, you and just, I just take, I just take no times, blame for it. Many times Chelsea won. Did Chris Sutton win it with Chelsea? No. Yeah. No. Harson with Arsenal? Nope. Liam Miller with Man United? Nope. No. Oh, good shot. Three to get. Plenty of time. Three to get. Yes. Because we've added one on, haven't we? We've added on Colo I'll Turi. give you one more. 1990. There's always a clue in the question. Uh huh. Winning goal in the replay. Lee Martin. Yes, Lee Martin. I'm just trying to think how long Gordon Dale would have to sit here to get oh, that one. No, I, I didn't even know he played with Celtic. There you go, you do now. Okay. Left back, yeah. He skipped one into the roof in there against Crystal Palace, Murray. Oh. In the replay. Yep. Yeah. The game Jim Leighton get dropped for, famously. Yeah. Good mm. one, Roger. We well done. Bounce back for your defeat tonight and beat the pundit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's not letting you forget about oh, that, is he? Oh, you got to love him. Uh, let's Sometimes. speak to Hugh, who's a Motherwell fan in Lanark, and I'd imagine a, a disappointed Motherwell fan after last night, Hugh. Uh, evening, guys. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Um, disappointed, probably, with the way we actually played, especially the first twenty-five minutes. Uh, I really, honestly, don't think we we came out with our football boots on. Our passing was off. The the movement is off. And I know uh, Stephen Robertson says we didn't do a lot of long balls. Nah, the only thing I really beg to differ on him is that I, I think it was too many long balls last night. Jake Casty, I just thought was trying far too hard. Uh, nothing was coming off for him. You could see him getting frustrated. Uh, if I was the manager, I would have taken him off at half time. I mean, Seedorf came on and made a difference. Um, but again, hats off to Ross County. All the decisions the ref made last night, 100% agree with them. Gallagher shouldn't be going in for a challenge like that. Stand up, especially in the box. Uh, even You can just slightly see on camera that he's slightly got a touch in the ball. Doesn't make a difference. Uh, Lang's challenge. Is it a rash, harsh red card? You could argue the point, but I don't, because at the end of the day, you don't give the referee a decision to make like that. Uh, just disappointed in how we actually played. Thought Long should have just hit the ball first time instead of taking another touch, then hit the post. Hits the first time, keeper doesn't doesn't get set properly. So just probably the way we played. But the main thing, I was I thought it was a good starting lineup, but I was I think those guys have said it as well. Campbell's exclusion totally baffled me. Just totally baffled me in Turnbull um, left mid. I just I, I couldn't fathom it out I just thought I don't understand uh, People were obviously talking on the forums And on the net and things like that Just saying is he injured Did he get an organ training No he didn't So I don't know whether he's holding him for Saturday I just uh, I just really disappointed with the first 25 minutes But you could see after that Especially the penalty and a few other things That nothing was going to happen for his last night So I see it People are obviously saying Oh we're top, top this I think the pundits are doing it as well Top three, top four I'm happy to stay in the division Eight and above, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm a realist. I've followed Muller for years. Muller's a roller coaster like every other team. You're up one year, you're down the next mm. season. Just take it. You get a lot of young boys out there. The scene we've been to two cup finals recently with a not a, a good season after that, a pretty dire season compared to the one before, and they're all screaming sack this one. No, no, don't sack anyone. Just appreciate where you got to and you've actually physically got to a final. Okay, we did win it, but I just a lot of Malo fans really need to be realistic and understand the position we're in, and we have vastly punched above our weight. Um, I mean, I, I work with Brian Prunty, ex Airdrie player and things like that, ex Aberdeen, and I was speaking to him this morning about it, and that's what I just says to him. I goes, people need to be realistic as to where our level is, and if we do this, yeah, we had an outstanding season last year. Let's appreciate, let's have a good season about it, and let's hopefully we can do the same again. Good squad this year, hopefully we can do stuff. It's the first game. Let's move on to Saturday Just Yeah I do agree with you Hugh First game I think everyone Looked at that Ross County We were all tipping them To get relegated I think a lot of people thought An away win I was a bit baffled Like yourself With uh, the lineup, And I'm a big uh, Campbell fan I think I don't think Keeping them for Saturday I don't know if he had a little knock We don't know that But I would have certainly Away from home Had him in the middle of the park I think he's He's a fantastic talented boy Turnbull, I can understand getting him in, uh, getting him into the, the the game, getting him on the park, but out in the left, he was lost a little bit. Now, I can argue with you with Long. A lot of the strikers, coaches, coaches, strikers, whatever you want to call. Sorry, it. yeah, striking coaches, strikers, coaches. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
that was fine. Now, a lot of them will tell you that hit the ball early before the keeper sets, and I do agree with that. But I think Long was a little bit unlucky, Gordon. I'd have probably hit it first time, but he's let it come across him. And only for the post, he puts it in the back of the net. I think there was a sitter missed up the other end with the header, which should have certainly mm. been a goal and then obviously apparently. But it's like most of the teams, I watched Livingston, who I think has got a very good squad as well. They were woeful against St Mirren. It was a terrible game on Saturday, but St Mirren picked up a great three points. I'll take mm. time for players to get used to them, to the stadiums, the surroundings, everything to do with it. But I'm sure Motherwell. I'm no. I'm. I don't agree with you. I think Motherwell should certainly, with the squad that they've got, be looking well above top eight. I think top six. Take take Hugh's point, Roger, and and I know all too well. You you can never really predict it. It is a bit of a roller coaster. But surely the optimism or, or the predictions come from the fact that Motherwell finished third last season and. By most people's estimation Have added to the squad Have yeah, now a stronger yeah, squad And you're yeah. looking around the division Hibs look as if You know They'll be better But there aren't too many Glaring examples Of, of other big teams who, who are going to be much stronger So you take Hugh's point About you know Budgets and whatever And, and trying to stay in the division But surely anything out With the top six Would be massively disappointing Given what happened last season Yeah And given that You know Motherwell about to embark I think the draws next week In a Europa League campaign um, you would love to see them get round through a couple of rounds, if not to the group stages. Um, they will have ambitions in the cup. They've reached the finals of both cup competitions in the Stephen Robinson era, and they set a bar in terms of the Premiership. Third place last season. Um, the board we spoke about the Rangers board, but I think Alan Burrows and everyone at Motherwell have pushed the boat out again a little bit. They've got a bigger squad. They've got a stronger squad. They've got players to come back. You think the likes of Jake Carroll at left back still to come back into the team? I, I would tend to agree with you. I think anything short, I'd tempt them for third, but I think anything short of top four or five would be a big disappointment for Motherwell. You still not having it, Hugh? No, no, I do agree with you, but what I'm saying is a lot of people, estimations, I, I don't overestimate what would If we turn and say we, we rate, yes, I'd be disappointed we're not making top six, because I think with the squad, especially now, as you're saying, we have added to the squad. Uh, another one who's still to come back is uh, Charles Dunn. Uh, I mean, I probably I like Charles Dunn on the left hand side at the back because he's pace for recovery. If the ball goes over the back, if you're not going to pay, if you're going to pace a striker, he'll catch them. I honestly do think he's probably one of the quickest in the league. Um, so I think he's got to come back with Carroll as well. So yeah, I'm I'm optimistic for this season. Uh, yes, I do want top six. If I don't get it. I won't be hardball. It's not the be all and end all for me. It's making sure I go and enjoy the the, the game with my son, with my friends. That's what it's all about for me. Um, I know I've known Alan Burrows for years, and I know his ambitions for the club, and I 100% back him. And I know he sometimes listen to the show anyway, but I do 100% back him. Hopefully, we can have the same season next year. I'd, personally, I would love to see him top four again. If we don't, I'm not that fussed. Yes, the main thing this this year is just. Keep on continuing and improving ourselves. That's the main thing. Good squad. Hopefully we can get a balanced 11. We'll balance 13, starting 13 really, that you can mix and match them and bring one out and put one in. It's a similar player. Um, but after last night's result, we'll look on to Saturday. Hopefully we get back to how we were playing, getting the ball down, knocking the ball about, getting in behind teams instead of the long ball stuff. I thought there was just too much of that last night. But I understand 
you, you need to do hit the ball long. But I just thought it was too much at last night, and it wasn't really us. So again, I take the result last night. Well done to Ross County; they did deserve it. Thought the boy Stuart up front absolutely terrorised mm-hmm. us at the back. Absolutely ran the show. He's even tracking back to his own penalty box. Then by the time the ball's up at our penalty box, he's there, and I'm thinking. The man deserves it. The Stuart boy definitely got a shift in last night. Even Gordon DL noticed his energy because it was just so different from the way that that he played because you wouldn't wouldn't bother tracking back, would you? Not in a million years. Anyway, Hugh and Lanark, thank you very much for getting in touch. Uh, Hopefully, we will speak to you soon. Let's check in on the teaser. Uh, You've got a couple left to get. Two other players have played for Celtic and won the FA Cup. Since 1990 I can't, I can't uh, believe We've had a stewards inquiry On a couple of them um, Which Give, one? Gives a clue Gives a clue Brian McLear Yes oh. Brian McLear 90 and 94 There was a shout on Twitter there Who was it from? Uh, let me find it It was from Matthew Who was thrown in Gary Gillespie But I had a look In the old stewards inquiry oh, good shout. Um, On the ever reliable Wikipedia He's got Liverpool football for, uh, first divisions charity shield European cups I can't see yeah, lost an FA cup on there uh, right one more to get one more yep I'll tell you what's throwing you well he he didn't play in the final and ah. you've probably forgotten he played with Celtic no 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 you've forgotten he was part of a, a pretty big team down south Arsenal no Man it's, City it's, are the biggest team it's a final that you've already mentioned they were on They were on the No sorry you, you, You've you mentioned them In a losing final But they also won it as well Man City I'll give you the team Because we're running out of time Denier No But close Scott Sinclair Nope I said close Because of the position Centre half Centre half Centre half I tell you You just forget He played with this team So well, you, you shouldn't by now But They beat Man City no, well, he, he was playing for Man City. He's also Belgian, incidentally. That's why I said close. Oh, um, oh, the Belgium centre half played with City. Hurry up, Boyata, Dedrick Boyata. Oh. Your time's up. Terrible, terrible. Right, we're back tomorrow at six o'clock in the company of Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. A really, really busy show tonight. Thanks as always. We'll see you tomorrow. But Callum Gallagher is up next.